Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. I'm solid to the crack, never change me and my son of rain. It gets wet when we hang. I'm solid, could touch the blue part of the flame, the blue part of the flame. And nothing I just want to roll with Welcome to Sportfire, the sports comedy podcast that always dreamed of shanking a field goal at midnight to set a worse tone for the new year than Paris Hilton and Miley Cyrus singing Stars Are Blind, which also happened. I'm your host, Adam Weinerman. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and in Jeff Saturday's manila folder labeled Why I Can Coach Forever. Coming up in a bit, comedian Sam Richardson from Detroiters and Veep, and Ike Barinholtz from the Midi Project and Eastbound and Down, and they're both in so much good stuff like the after party, which they're in together, all courtesy of Hotels.com. But first, let's take a quick trip through the headlines. The show took off last week because it simply did not feel right to do a sports comedy podcast in the wake of the tragic events in Bill's Bengals. But safety DeMar Hamlin regained consciousness this week and communicated with doctors, friends, and family, and he's now back in Buffalo. Unbelievable. In inspiring fashion, the very first thing he said was, this wasn't the vaccine's fault, you absolute morons. Tom Brady and Mike Evans helped the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win the NFC South on Sunday. Brady said that the 3-3 record after the bye is acceptable, but he really misses the better half of the season. Half of the season. The New York Giants clinched a playoff berth in Week 17, too. Man, what a turnaround. Say what you will about Daniel Jones, but he definitely proved his haters right, right, extremely right, and then wrong. Giants pass rusher Kayvon Thibodeau invited controversy by celebrating a third down sack with Snow Angels, as Colts QB Nick Foles lay injured on the turf, writhing. Thibodeau later apologized, saying he had no idea that Foles was supposed to be a quarterback. The Philadelphia Eagles earned the NFC's number one seed in Week 18, topping the Giants' third stringers 22-16. Not saying Brian Dable threw that game, but by the middle of the third quarter, it was pretty clearly Kevin James on the sidelines. The Green Bay Packers lost a win-and-in game to the Detroit Lions at Lambeau Field, and now the focus turns to Aaron Rodgers' future. Will he come back to Green Bay next season? Only one man knows the answer, and that's Rodgers himself. 
because he threw three magic beans into a fire pit and watched the astral projection of next season already. Not looking good. When the Dolphins topped the Jets 11-6, 11-6, Kenny Pickett and the Pittsburgh Steelers fell just short of securing a playoff embarrassment. That Mike Tomlin just never finishes under 500. But he also never really finishes that far over 500. Is that good? Pickett going straight from Pitt to the Pittsburgh Steelers is another incredible story too. Let this be a lesson to all struggling NFL teams. If you want to win your fans back, just draft a local beloved college quarterback. Whoa, 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 but not the Browns. Not the Browns. Nobody from Ohio. Commanders coach Ron Rivera had no idea his team could be eliminated from playoff contention with a Packers win in Week 17 until a reporter told him in the post-game press conference. Then, during the resulting awkward silence, a grown man in a smiling hog costume entered the room and did a rain dance. To be fair to Rivera, he figured there was no way this was an official NFL game when he saw Deshaun Watson under center. Just like, no way, right? Washington really did announce their new mascot this past weekend, a pig named Major Tutty. Major Tutty has a portly stomach, a commander's military helmet, and his wardrobe of a Nike jersey, Adidas World Cup soccer cleats, and loose wires honors the late Sean Taylor. Major Tutty is also named after what occasionally drips from the ceiling at FedEx Field. Sean Payton has an exploratory interview with the Denver Broncos scheduled, which makes sense, because if he thinks he can turn Russell Wilson around, he's mile high. Coastal Carolina quarterback Grayson McCall has exited the transfer portal, but something's not quite the same. He's got a sinister smile now and a slight mustache. I fear he's been portal snatched. The Texas Longhorns fired head coach Chris Beard after a felony domestic violence incident on December 12th. And in future news, Liberty University has found their next head basketball coach. And now it's time for a segment we call Josh McDaniels Looks Like. Josh McDaniels looks like every guy poolside in Cabo asking the waitress to Irish up his mojito. Josh McDaniels looks like a guy who wears a quarter zip to Buffalo Wild Wings and then tells two Ohio State freshman girls, I could have sworn you two were sophomores. Josh McDaniels looks like the guy in your freshman econ class who takes notes on how to get better at bullying. Josh McDaniels looks like a high school substitute teacher who loses control of the classroom and somehow ends up eating a kick me sign. Josh McDaniels looks like an alien in a John Elway skin suit. And Josh McDaniels looks like a Michael Douglas in Wall Street edition Furby. And now, my sit-down with Sam Richardson and Ike Barinholtz. On behalf of Hotels.com and their courtside concierge campaign, premiering during NBA All-Star Weekend 2023 in beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. Ike Barinholtz, Sam Richardson, thanks a ton for joining me today. Um, and before we get into it, I obviously I want to pick your brains about uh, the NBA and, and all the times that your careers have intersected with the sports world. But first, uh, I, I want to hear more about your work on this Hotels.com campaign and your courtside concierge characters and how they came to life. Uh, well, I, I'm I'm a method actor. So when I exactly. first heard about this, I got a job at the downtown Hyatt. I've been working there for the last month or so. Yeah, uh, mostly nights, but I'm working my way up to assistant night manager. You know, exactly. If you guys are ever around there, you know, ask for Ike. I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I just need, um, I'm always just looking for jobs. Whatever they are. You know? Whether yeah. it's a actor or a concierge. Or yeah, exactly. I uh, I heard that your spot with Hotels.com is premiering during NBA All-Star Weekend. 
Uh, other than the commercials airing, what are typically, uh, Sam, what are your favorite parts of All-Star Weekend? Um, I mean, the dunk contest, that's the hands down, and Celebrity Game, because uh, you like to watch people who, you know, who, think they're good. Who think they're good. Yeah. And then they're like, it's like real fundamental dribbles. Yeah. Out there. Oh, sorry, Malcolm in the middle. You just got rejected <laughs> by Eric LaSalle. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Would either of you would either of you play in the celebrity game if you got asked? I'm gonna say straight up no, because <laughs> I if if I I would want to because like for me I don't play basketball that often, but when I do, I need like at least a quarter to, to get, get into good it, again, yeah. and like that I don't want that televised. I'm gonna say yes, and I will regret that when like there's like a YouTube clip where you can like watch me tear my Achilles tendon <laughs> super slow mo. Exactly. Like, uh, oh no, he got juked by Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> Have fun walking with a limp the rest of your life, Ike. This this it. will happen. Now that I'm saying it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, we can uh, we can only hope that uh yeah wh- whoever's coaching the team is smart enough to to maybe put a smaller guard on Chalamet. Um, yes. You, you gotta, you gotta hope. Um, have either of you ever played a character who you earnestly believe can dunk? Um, no, the the opposite. Well, kind kind of. In Detroiters, uh, there's episode uh, uh, called Family Reunion, where you know we're having a family reunion basketball game for my family, the Duvets. And Tim is trying to encourage me. He keeps saying, you can dunk. I'm like, I can't dunk. Like, I think you can. I believe you can. So I hear Tim just is certain I can dunk. And I'm like, I can't dunk. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, I would probably guess that uh, Ivan Pachenko from Eastbound and Down can dunk. He's like a athlete that like the soviet government like was running tests on and stuff like i imagine when he worked out it was like drago and rocky four where he had like little yeah. things all over him uh so I, i'll say he could dunk yeah. yeah and i can uh duncan uh, in my i can dunk too no i said duncan uh, i said duncan i can dunk can i can duncan if there's a duncan around here i'll go i'll pick up for everyone yeah i can dunk kirk i can dunk kirk yeah <laughs> i can <laughs> yeah very very reassuring phrasing there um but also you like he has like all these skills that you learn about he's one of those guys you're like he obviously can't dunk yeah he and then he like yeah. dunks like <laughs> between the legs <laughs> you know he does like a deep round exactly <laughs> is this the first time this week that you've mentioned richard split and it hasn't been a question about george santos uh yes <laughs> yes it is <laughs> he is very splitty i could see split like explaining to him the difference between the house and the senate yeah exa- exactly and then richard getting it wrong a bit. <laughs> like richard everything he like is always like kind of like it started out that he was like kind of dumb but then as it went it was like he's, oh he's, like, he's the smartest one. the smartest, he's person, the smartest person in the whole thing. you know just like misguided by what he believes how, 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 how his optimism his, his optimism is like misguided yeah you know <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned ivan uh because i was wondering how much baseball prep it took to get camera ready for that like were you enthusiastic about you know having to go through the motions of, of being an active baseball player or was that a lot of work to get to the point where you were comfortable I was very, very excited. I didn't have a whole ton of time. Um, and I remember I got down there and I was shooting a couple of days later. So I had a few days of working with this guy, Kelly, my, my baseball coach. And I remember one day I threw probably, I don't know, 
the day before I was shooting, probably threw 130 pitches. And then my day of shooting, I walked up there. My arm was like Smucker's jelly. Like it was just <laughs> dead and uh, it was a bummer. But it was very, very, very cool. It's very cool to play a jock. Yeah. Like, because even though I am one in real life. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It is It is nice uh, when you're flying one because you look uh, cool. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. And it's so hard to look cool. So anytime you get an opportunity. <laughs> Yes, basically impossible. Yeah, it's <laughs> never, never been done. It's never been done. <laughs> you can speak for yourself. One of my buttons popped off the top of this thing. <laughs> that was my goal. I wanted to get a button, and I got a button. Um, <laughs> Sam, uh, on Detroiters, um, um, you know, I, I have to ask. I, I, you, you guys, I know that you did your best to sort of. I, I've read that you were inspired by a lot of local advertising that you grew up with. Uh, yeah. And you mentioned the Mel Far Superstar campaign, uh, um, Detroit Detroit Lions icon. Um, were there any other Detroit athletes that you wanted to snag for cameos on the show? Maybe build ads around to try to really live up to that legacy. Well, we had that. We had so yeah. in place of uh, of Mel Far Superstar, we had quick quick Rick Mahorn in Dearborn. <laughs> So it was like a one for one. He had a, a, a car dealership in Dearborn, and he and the, the whole premise was he was a bad actor, and he overhears us calling him a bad actor, and so he takes an acting class in Detroit, and then gets super into acting, <laughs> and so we got Rick to do it, and it was so much fun. He had such a great time, and then we kind of like dressing him up as, as like an old lady oh in like a like a Big Mama's house sort of thing, <laughs> and the whole time was like, I'm gonna mess y'all up, making weird as weird. <laughs> I'm missing out for making this dress. Yeah, you can tell you also like I had a fun time doing yeah, it. Yeah, he was happy with that. He was happy. Oh man, <laughs> all the stories he'd tell us. Oh my god. <laughs> because he was not just Detroit, he was Philly. He was Philly. He had Barkley right. stories, the new bowl story. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> what were uh what were your childhood fandoms? Were you pistons and bulls? Am I right in assuming that? definitely yeah definitely uh, i mean very good time too to, like the pistons were like amazing and then the bulls yeah. were amazing so it was uh i'm glad i don't think we would have been friends then no we would have been, been like mortal enemies mortal enemies but uh but now they're both under 500 exactly. Yeah, so exactly it's uh <laughs> there's no tension on <laughs> yeah now it's just all all uh academic watching yeah it's just 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 for fun yeah where do you guys stand on like, because I, I hate to rub dirt in it, but tanking in general, because now you're both sort of in the world of like, if the Bulls and Pistons are going to get back to those glory days, they're going to have to, I don't know, continue to gun for the number one pick. Like, doesn't that get kind of tiresome at a certain point? Or, or do you think that that's always the right move for a team that's stuck there? I'm anti-tanking. You're anti-tanking? I'm anti-tanking and I'm anti, like, pulling your best players the last week. Like, I just always think about, like, people who go to games. And I always think about, like, a family that's like, oh, we got to go to one game a year. And then you go and you're seeing, like, the 8th, ninth, 10th, 11th, and 12th guys on the bench as opposed to the stars because they're resting. Mm -hmm. I think think, uh, they should stop doing that. I agree. The only other thing is, like, let the let let those deep benches play a little bit. Let them play a let little bit. Play a little bit. Let play, listen, listen, let them play. I'm not saying don't play. Let play. But I'm just saying, like, if you've got if you've got the second seed locked up in this game, really doesn't matter that much. Yeah. Like, have faith that your player won't hurt himself. Yes. Let let them see some some of the people they want to see, and then get those bench guys. 
yeah. let them start to have cool careers yeah that's what do you know adam silver's home phone um yeah i, I can pull that can, off air is that cool yeah i just have the area code so yeah that's more than i've got the first three so if you have hit us with that back forward yeah yeah, yeah then we're good Good. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely know the combination. I just have to sort out the order, but I, I will get there for you guys by the end of the, of the end. Thank of the you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Very much appreciate <laughs> Um, During, uh, I'd rather take you guys back to your childhood fandoms though, because I feel like you'd rather talk about those. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm misguided, but um, <laughs> Sam, what was it? Uh, You know, you, you obviously opted into working with Rick Mahorn. So clearly you were you grew up like with these with those pistons as, as your idols. What what was it like knowing that um as a kid you had these sort of representatives for your city that were like not only good but known as scary specifically? Known as scary and known as the bad boy. I mean, of course, like anybody in Detroit, that's like the the badge of honor. You know what I mean? Bad boy. I have like maybe seven bad boys t-shirts. Uh <laughs> we loved it. And yeah. also the band Inner Circle. And Inner Circle. You know what I mean? Sing, love the song Bad Boys. What you going to do when they come for you? What are you well, seriously, though, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? Think about it. Maybe no think breaks. about it. Please make it no breaks. <laughs> but soldier man, no breaks. Uh, <laughs> well, I loved it. Like, and they were just the coolest team. Like, it was just... just they, were, they were my nightmare because they were so good and they were also blue collar. And yeah. they were just like... Oh, man, that was tough. There was, there was definitely times where I was like, we're never going to make it out of the East. And then uh, not only do you make it out of these, but you make it out of these like for my entire childhood. So well done. But um, do you remember, like what was the most satisfying of those Bulls years for you? Like the first breakthrough or somewhere in the middle of the three P where you're like, we're unstoppable. I mean, uh, the the second year, the second one, they played Portland in the finals when Jordan did the shrug. Mm-hmm. That was like, we were just like so good. But then when we came back and we had that team with, Ku coach and Rodman and Pippen and Jordan. That's mm-hmm. just like a sick lineup. So uh I will say I never took it for granted. I watched almost every game during those like seven years that they won six. And I uh I love them so 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 much. You have both spent a good deal of time in LA now at this point. Um how would you, Sam and I both compare sort of the intensity of Lakers fandom to the intensity of the fandoms that you grew up with? I, I, I am, uh, if I had to pick another team besides the Bulls to be a fan of, it would be the Lakers. I loved Magic Johnson growing up. Uh, I loved Shaq. I grew, I grew to love Kobe by the yeah. end. I didn't yeah. love him at first, but by the end, by the end I freaking love that guy. Just pure respect. And just just respect. Love. Oh yeah, my God. Um, I think people give LA Lakers fans and maybe LA fans in general, like a bad, image or mm-hmm. a bad reputation rather but i don't know I, I think they're pretty passionate if you can make it past the first few rows just sometimes celebrities celebrities or musicians yeah, or something who are just like oh whatever but like when you see like true lakers fans or true yes. clippers fans they are like they are as passionate as any fan base i would say yeah i say yeah yeah i say not as not as clean and pure as like a detroit fan base well, I mean, know. Detroit is an older team. An older team, so and like you don't history. have, and like you see a lot of people adopt the Lakers, and they come here and they adopt it. That doesn't happen in Detroit. Yeah, that is know? true. That is true. Uh, and it doesn't happen in Chicago, as, as maybe, but maybe to some degree. And it did. Well, what am I talking about? It did. Oh it my became, god, what am I talking about? 
But yeah, I think uh, I have love for Lakers fans, and uh, even though yeah, their their love might not be as pure. Yeah, I mean it's it's still pure. I just say it's not as you know what I mean. Yeah, parts per volume. Also, in our defense, in Chicago and Detroit, it's four degrees seven months a year. Yeah, exactly. So we need like that. We need that. That's for us. That one's for us. Sam, uh, take me back to your ideal Pistons game day experience as a kid. Like, what were you doing before the game? How early were you getting there? Are you getting there to watch them warm up? Um, or are you just, like, you know, rolling in when the game starts and then it's kind of, like, lights up? Well, you know, I as a kid, I never got to see the Pistons live as a kid. But then, but then like, later I, I would go, like, uh, you know, in the – in like that 2000 uh like like from 2003 on when i was like really like driving myself places and like i had friends who could drive uh that's when i was like great so go out to the palace of auburn hills and probably in detroit you can't like pre-game or like right. because you're driving everywhere and i mean if we did i would never say that in an interview um yeah. but uh you, you know like we, so we, and also we just kind of get there on time and watch the game go nuts and come back home and like but like really the, the the key way for us was to watch it at a bar or to like watch it at somebody's house but like now that it's downtown at a little caesar's arena it's so much fun to go to those games because like all the things are in the same area you know because little, little caesar's is uh uh red wings and uh, Little Caesars owns the Red Wings and the Pistons, or the the, the they, stadium. They have a stadium. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's a pizza. Yeah, man. It's it's a stadium. It's stadium. <laughs> uh, stadium. 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 Yeah. You know? uh, so yeah, I I mean it's 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 a time. It's a time. Uh, I mean, I remember going to quite a few Bulls games when I was young. I I remember so many. I was at the Slam Dunk Contest in '88. I I just remember like going to a game and we never had like really good tickets or anything but i remember going to a game one time with a friend and we both got two tickets not near next to each other both obscured views yeah and i showed up and there they they put a chair in front of a, a, a like a load-bearing metal beam <laughs> and i remember <laughs> watching the whole game like this yeah and it was awesome it was so great yeah. uh yeah i i too too many to count i I mean, yeah. incredible. Uh, Ike, do you still have any lingering enemies or resentment, like players you still can't stand from childhood, or has most of that melted away? Don't get mad. You, you, you're about to say him. If I'm going to get mad. If I, I'm sorry. I, I love Sam, and I actually like the Pistons now quite a bit. And even the Pistons, even the bad boys, Yeah, I like most of them. But if Isaiah Thomas wanted to shake my hand, I would give him a hard pass. He's from Chicago. I know. He's one of you. I know, but I just can't. The fact that this, he's from, he's your, he's your born and bred. By the way, this is Sam Richardson, the maddest he gets. He's, my, he's my favorite player of all time. And I will say this. I'm going to give him credit. Best handles of all time. Best handles of all best, time. Best handles of all time. Of all time. Better than, better than AI, better than uh, Steph Curry. Uh, the best hands of all time. But I just, I can't. Yeah. I think there's some, a little bit of battles happened that kind of like took him out of the talk about like the, the GOAT. But I think he's got, he's among the best. For GOAT, for GOAT point guards, I think he's, I think it's magic the net. Thank you. For point guards, I go, thank you. 
that's that's all I wanted to do. I wanted to get Sam angry and I wanted to knock a button off. And I feel like I've accomplished both. So. The bottom one went. <laughs> we got another. We got another one. Hey, it's totally topless. I'm over freaking here. hulking out. Yeah, for those who can't see, he's like ripping buttons off and hucking them at the screen. It's like it's it's been a strange experience for me. Damn um, smash. <laughs> Sam, what about you? Uh, do you have like an NBA player you still hate that. from childhood? I can't say his name and like and live in this world because uh, it's just like it's like hating the sun, yeah, or like hating the, the pizza. It's just it's it encompasses so much. Exactly, it's, it's its own culture. It really it's is. It is. It is. And I, 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 and I appreciate that culture. But as a kid watching the things, I have a visceral reaction. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> not loving it. Not, not, not vibing. If you have the flu, you don't need to play. Sit down. You're going to get people sick. Well, I mean, if the city you're in gives you food poisoning because uh, they were uh, they had to cheat to contain you, mm. go for it. Yeah, That's what I was going to say. Do you both believe flu or do you think something more going on there? Never trust someone from Utah. I want that on the record. <laughs> I I also want to ask, um, as as fellow, you know, obviously you you've got different fandoms. You're pretty dug in, but as as two fellow Midwesterners, when LeBron went back to Cleveland to win that city a title, were you rooting for him to get that done or against him out of spite? I unabashedly root for lebron i am a lebron fan i am too we have to accept that players are different and our heroes from our childhood are not necessarily the same heroes as we get older but uh i i like the guy i think he's a winner um i think the fact that he came back to cleveland exactly yeah and the fact that there were guys that when he left had cavaliers jerseys and burnt them and then he came back and those same guys probably bought new and then burned them again after he left is very funny (laughs) On a comedic level, you have to enjoy that. Truly. And he came back and he like did right by his city. I, right. I, I, I support it. He put on for his city. You know. Have uh, have either of you ever acted alongside any NBA stars, um, you know, either in this campaign or, or prior? And and if so, who was funnier than you expected? Um, I was very not surprised because I was tipped that he's very funny, but Blake Griffin is legitimately oh, yeah, very, very funny, funny very and funny. like has like good comedic timing and like is like not afraid to look stupid. So I'm gonna throw uh, I'm gonna throw BG up there, and obviously Rick Mahorn, and Rick, and Rick Mahorn, Rick Mahorn which is a really yeah. funny. That's a really <laughs> that's funny. a really yeah, fun one. Um, oh my God, why can't I think of who? What team? Uh, the Pistons. I mean, sorry, uh, the Bulls. Uh, Derrick Rose. No. Uh, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. I was an off Christmas party. It was enough. Oh, yeah. I, I, I only just now. I was like, wait a minute. What's Jimmy Buckets. Jimmy Buckets. Jimmy Buckets. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was he good? Usually, I find NBA guys usually the funniest out of the athletes. I, I think they're so. Down, they're down the clown. And they're the best yeah. actors too. Yeah, they, they really are. Actors. Like Anthony Edwards Jr. and Hustle was fantastic. Like mm-hmm. legit great actor. Yeah. yeah. You don't find many hockey players in the SNL five timers club for you really don't, I guess. You don't. Weird. <laughs> you don't. Weird. Not many, a couple, but not but not many. Yeah. Um, know, try try and see Gronk uh like do a monologue from Shakespeare. Right, right. right. 
there was a time there was a time when when Gronk was probably destined for a multi SNL run and now probably not, which is I think yeah, good for everybody. You went a different direction. I think yeah, it's better for everybody. Yeah, I think it's better for all of us. <laughs> yeah, I think it's fine. I think it's ultimately fine. Yeah. Um Ike, uh, in your appearance on Doughboys, you talked about working at Morton Steakhouse and serving <laughs> some some pretty high profile celebrities. Yeah. Uh, did you ever have any memorable or unfortunate experiences with athletes while doing that job? Oh man, uh, I worked. I I I, I was a busboy there, which is a tough job. Shout out to all the busboys out there. Uh, I'm trying to think. NBA guys. Uh, the, I, I remember one guy came in and he kind of gave me a hard time, which was uh, Charlie Hustle himself, Pete Rose. Oh really? Yeah, he went to me and goes, "Hey, come here." And I walked over. He goes, "Give me a coke. Get out of here, <laughs> sir." <laughs> <laughs> anyways we we laid down a uh uh prop bet that he couldn't finish his steak and his uh potato and he ended up losing four thousand dollars to me so well i'll be damned there you go there you go <laughs> should he be in the hall of fame sure sure but uh not in the hall of fame of being nice to, to us boys you know what i mean <laughs> got him with his weakness <laughs> you hit him with his weakness <laughs> you didn't do it where where is the hall of fame of being nice to busboys? And I, yeah. there, there's not one, but I want to build one. I want to build it right next to Cooperstown. So those guys walk out, they see what they could have. They could have been in two hall of fames right next to each other. Yeah. Same trip. Live and you learn. Uh, that's awesome. Um, now, do you, uh, Sam, do you have an NBA finals prediction this year? Um, and if not a prediction, or if it's different than your prediction, what about a preference? I don't know. I, what, what do you? Gosh, it's a good question. I mean, if I was guessing right now, I guess it makes sense to say like Boston and Memphis, maybe. But right. I'm one of those guys who's like, you can never sleep on Golden State. Like they're just, yeah. they're just like once you've won a couple rings and you have like that team. Like even if you're not killing it early in the season, it's muscle like, memory. Yeah, we got to turn it on. Yeah, I'll I'll go ahead and say, I'll say Golden State. And Boston. That's possible. In seven. I would love Chicago Lakers. Not happening this year, sadly, but uh, I'll say I'll say uh, Boston and the Warriors. I think that's pretty good. Makes sense. Makes sense to me. You're here, folks. You're here, folks. And remember, smooth Jimmy Apollo. If you're wrong 49% of the time, you're right 51%. <laughs> Well, thanks so much, guys. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to, to hang out with me today and, and talk basketball. Um, and like the rest of us, I'll keep an eye out for your Hotels.com campaign, which drops during that All-Star weekend um, when I assume, yeah, that you and Sam are, are double-teaming Chalamet as he tries to get up a long jumper. Oh, him. man, he's he, he will not be scoring on us. Yeah. He will not. He will not. He will not be dishing the ball to, uh, oh, shit, I don't know, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks uh, so much, guys. Hardly. It was so great talking to you, my friend. Yeah, it was so great. Thank Thanks, you. guys. This is awesome. Thank you tons to Ike, Sam, Pete Rose, and the fine people at Hotels.com. And now, my final flame. 2023 has begun, and that means it's time for New Year's resolutions. This year, I'm planning on a lot of big changes. Not divorcing Giselle big, but definitely divorcing my crone ex-wife Brandine big. First of all, I vow as an analyst not to doubt the power of good head coaching. 
Brian Dable has turned the Giants around in just one year. On the flip side, I also found not to doubt the existence of bad head coaching. Up to this point, every bad head coach just looks like Grey Blob to me. Yet there are men out there roaming the sidelines who are stupid and or dumb, and I have to accept that. Second, I must realize that not every Caucasian athlete is scrappy. Some are plucky. None are tall. Third, it's become clear to me that James Dolan has used facial recognition software to ban me from Madison Square Garden. And now the burden's on me to figure out why. Maybe it was an accident. Maybe it was because I peed in the sink at a recent Billy Joel show. But in my defense, I had to hurry back out there because he was playing the piano. Fourth, no more judging college quarterbacks for taking NIL money. You or I would do the very same thing if we had the life-changing opportunity to hawk Quiznos or Deion Sanders energy drink Prime Slime. Fifth, some Caucasian athletes are also gritty, but Gritty, the mascot, is not a Caucasian athlete. He's a swamp thing, but he does have deceptive speed. Sixth, the NFL playoff picture is just an abstract phrase referring to the current seating and schedule and not, as I've long thought, an intricately drawn picture of the playoff quarterbacks doing juggling. Seventh, I'm not sure I've watched a sporting event in 17 years. Gotta fix that. Clearly, I have a bit of work to do to become the best version of myself. But people can change, can't they? And that's what the new year is all about. Rebirth, retooling, reaching for a tall, cool glass of prime slime. Who, what can I say? I got the bag from Dion. Happy Arbor Day, everybody. Bless us, every tree. That's it. My thanks to everyone, Sam and Ike. That was incredible. See you in two Thursdays.